and go. Um, shit. All right, this is episode back. of Don't Sleep on That Podcast. All right, fuck. How did I yeah, miss nah. the name? <laughs> uh, this is an episode of Don't Sleep on This Podcast. Um, don't know what episode number it is. Still, never will know what episode. No, I think it's actually is. thirteen. It's no, I think it's sixteen, thirteen, something like that. We're close. I'll, next episode, I'll have numbers, but it doesn't really fucking matter. I'm here with Nick, Lisi, uh, Lily, and Pierre, and uh, I don't know. I'm chilling. The scenery is tight. We're on turf right now. It's really cool. We're outside again, and uh, that's a dog barking. <laughs> I don't know. Lisey? Hey, um, it's Lisey. I'm super excited to be sitting with you guys. Uh, like I told Nick, I've been listening to your guys' podcast more recently. And i um, super proud. This is super dope. So I'm so excited to sit down and get, you know, questions asked and also ask questions myself and, you know, collaborate. So I'm super excited. This is your first time ever, like, recording all that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. I think... If anything, uh, I remember sitting in a recording studio with a friend. We were just having a conversation, vibing. Someone was recording us Mm because the conversation was flowing. But this is it. This is the first intentional. So I'm super excited to be with you guys. Sweet. Glad to have you. Yeah. We're excited for this one. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, when Pierre actually, uh, the way this came about was Pierre's like, so what about Lisi? And I was like, yeah, no, dude, she's super interesting. That would be a great episode. I'm excited for this. Um. I've known Lisi pretty much all my life since the beginning. I can remember shit kindergarten mm-hmm. when you and Lance were mm-hmm. crushing on each other, young love. <laughs> um, uh, just another like sisterly figure in my life. Um, so I'll go ahead and introduce yourself. What do you do? Your hopes and your ambitions. Your Instagram, your um, Twitter, anything. Anything. Can reach you <laughs> Get your platform yeah, out you, there. Yeah, you got it. For yeah. sure. Um, so my name is Lisi. That's what I'm typically known by. Um, or Elysia. Now that I'm a little bit older, I'm kind of embracing my my full government. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can find me on Instagram at Elysia Valerie. That's E-L-Y-S-I-A-V-A-L-A-R-I-E. And uh, Twitter at Lisi Reesey PC. Uh, L-Y-S-I-R-E-C-I-P-E-C-I. So um, those are my plugs. But, um, yeah, so like Nick said, I've known him for years. Um, More recently heard of Pierre. I got the pleasure of meeting him today, which I'm super excited about. But um, grew up here, West Sac, um, a native. My family's been here forever. Um, My little brother is Buddy or David. Um, Went to River City. Uh, graduated there, class of 12, and um, I went to college for a little bit. I went to Sac City. I was there for about two years and decided that it just wasn't for me at the time. Definitely not something I dismissed, but just not for me at the time. Um, I wanted to go to the Air Force actually right out of high school, but my parents were super anti doing that. So I went to college. It didn't work, and I was adamant, I'm going to go to the Air Force. And uh, my mom convinced me to stay reserve. So that's what I did, but um, my biggest thing is helping people and loving people. So I went into the medical field um, and actually got placed in a aeromedical evacuation. So what we do is bring people that are in the military that are hurt or their families. We put them on a plane. We take care of them in uh, in the air, and we bring them home safely. So I'm a part of a, a really big mission, um, and I love it. Absolutely, love. I love what I do. So. 
Sounds perfect. Yeah. Is there any regrets with it? Do you ever regret being in the Air Force? No, not at all. I always tell people um, it's the best thing I ever did for myself. A lot of people ask me, um, you know, do you love it? People hate it. I was very smart with, like, <laughs> you know, my decision and in, in my job. And also the reserve allowed me to have more control over, about, you know, my location. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't just sent off somewhere and assigned to something I didn't want. The reserve was able to give me some more control. So best thing I ever did, for sure. Set me up uh, for a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like a lot of kids who are lost, too, it gives them a vision, at least, you know, like a starting some structure, point. structure, yeah. Yeah, some structure. It gives you a little bit of something just to get you going. Yeah, for which sure. Is, yeah, because mm-hmm. I consider dropping out almost every day. So, this is actually, this would be my second time dropping out. But you'd never join the military. I wouldn't join the military. No, it's, and you know what, that's the thing is, it's really not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so true. And it's not even a bad thing for it to not be. Um, you just have to find your purpose and your why, and... That's not in the military for everybody. Yeah. You know, they can't continue to watch their vision and want to keep going through the things they ask you to do. Absolutely. So everyone I think anyone who's niche. like, I want to go to the military, like actually serious about it, even though your parents kind of hold you back, I think they always like it. I just, I never wanted to go, and my mom has been on the other end of the phone when the recruiter calls, and she's like, tell him. Like, I told him he's not believing me, and I'm like, yeah, she's right. Don't want to go. And I never can see, like... Yeah, there's a like a like a doubt in my head where I'm like, oh, maybe I just gotta sign up just to see what this shit's like, <laughs> just get some money in my pocket. But I just can't put myself in the position. You almost it. did it for the girl in the drive-through. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Some some cute girls and uh, some actually she was a mom. So some cute lady or woman, and she was uh, she gave me her card. She was like, look, and the National Guard, like we're a whole different division and all that shit. So yeah. I looked into it. And he was literally, considered, yeah, like, yeah. Really I emailed her and everything, <laughs> okay. and I was like, okay, no. like you got me. And then I was like, you know what? Like I, I saw her a while ago when she came back through, and I'm just like, bro, I just can't get myself to do it. No, and you know what? After just like talking to you for just a short few minutes, you are a creative, and that's your mind, and yeah. you have to be able to have control over yourself and be able to tell yourself what you're gonna do. It sounds like I'm you're so definitely suffering. not somebody that 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 is not going to conform to structure. Yeah. But that's okay. And it's not a bad thing to, to conform to structure mm-hmm. because some people just need organization in their life. Um, I'm one of those people. Chaos, I thrive in it when it's organized chaos. And for me, that's, that's the environment I thrive in. I like to have control over those situations. That's crazy. I'm not too much of a free, creative mind and where I can be loose. You know, that's a little uncomfortable for me. So... Oh, you trust know. me, it's a it's a headache some days, like today. But other than that, like I can feel it. I, I can I can dig with solo structure, but most of the time, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and that's great that you identify that so young. It takes people a really long time to be able to identify what works for them, what kind of style they are as a person, and how to use that to their benefit. And that's kind of I mean, not to really segue in, but that's kind of like what you find out with your podcast. You yes. find out. Is it going to be structured? Is it going to be that free? Is it going to be, you know, how, how are you going to have it flow and stuff yeah. like that? And then it kind of just goes off your personality. I think we do a good job of sharing our personality through the podcast yeah. where it's not so much like I think you should just really just go through it, go through like just be yourself. And then that's when you kind of figure out like I get messages sometimes where it's like people who just love that you're just fully yourself. Yeah. And that's the big thing that people supporting you for who you are and right. not like the personality that you make yourself Absolutely. Yeah, we don't really censor anything. Like, right. it's this is pretty much us. Yeah. Pretty much raw. The raw version yeah, of us. Yeah, this sure. is us. 
Um, so is there any mental strain of being in the Air Force? Mental strain, yes, definitely. I would be completely lying if I said no. Um, you know, the military often talks about how they are um, cognizant and aware of military members struggling with their mental health mm -hmm. and all of the support that they provide. And they do. There are options. Um, but there's definitely a mental strain. And you have to learn how to balance that for you. There are some people that can go hard five days out of the week. There's some people that can go hard seven days out of the week, mentally, physically, emotionally. That's not me. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful, and this is kind of funny, but I'm thankful I did choose the Air Force and the medical field because that has given me a little bit of freedom to not be out in the field, mm -hmm. not be in a combat zone, not be in somewhere that's scary, and you have to be on, have all your senses turned on all the all time. All the time, yeah, absolutely. Because I know myself, I know what I can handle, and I give kudos to my brothers and sisters that can do those things, but any, any branch of the military will strain you mentally, any job, truly. It doesn't have to be the military. Oh, yeah. I just left my last yeah. job. Life will cause mental, yeah. and you have to find work-life balance. And I actually had a... a, a a chief um, tell us one time that you need to find balance in your life and you get, you know, 24 hours in a day. And he said you should spend, I think it was like, you know, 10 hours on work and school, five hours with your family, seven hours of sleep and two hours of that time exercising. Any time you have left with that should be for your creative mind. And to have a chief in the military look at you and tell you that, that balance that's, is important. That's, that's really how cool. you know, yeah. one, you have a good person to follow, but two, this is not for everybody. If you have to tell people how to balance mm -hmm. and, and coordinate it like that, um, there's more to come and you have to prepare yourself for it because you're going to need those breaks. The shitty part is that life doesn't, I mean, I wish it was just that simple. Right. Yeah. That's the really shitty part. Like, yeah, like some days it can be that structured, but I like when teachers say, well, I don't give out homework because you should be able to have like your free time, your own time outside yes. of just being in school. Absolutely. And yeah, some some people have to take their own work yeah. home. Yeah. And like, fuck that. Like, that's why I'm so unstructured because yes. I can't think of those ideas. And I'm and starting to, to learn that to, for myself too. <coughs> like I, we keep going back to is just getting to know yourself and finding your own strengths. It's for me, like you just said, some people take their work home. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people because I like to see my stuff get done. And yeah. I think that's why I'm good at the military because I will, you give me a task, it will get done. But I'm starting to learn there are some tasks that are not that important. And what's more important is that I come here and spend time with my family and spend time with my brother and his family. Um, sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes I can't even do that. Sometimes it's, you know what, I'm not taking this home today. There's another day tomorrow. I need to just go lay my head down. So the mental strain um, is always going to be there, military or not. And um, it's definitely about learning yourself. What, what yeah. do you need? Asking yourself, what do I need today? Absolutely. And giving it, to, giving yourself permission to ask yourself that question. Because a lot of the times in this day and age... You don't have time to think about nah, it. No, ambition yeah. is so big. You mm -hmm. have to be ambitious. You mm -hmm. have to be going, going, going. And for, for what? All the time? You're going to run yourself to the ground. So... Shit. <laughs> that's, yeah, this kid's a crackhead. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I do erratic, like, not erratic. I do, like, stupid stuff like that. Like, me, I don't think, even though work pays me, I don't think it's for me to spend my time there. 
I, I, this is like I would spend six hours doing this, no, I won't get paid. Yeah. And then do two hours at work. Absolutely. And then come back to this. Like I will do this twenty four seven. Yeah. And that goes to th- that's how you balance your time, yeah. right? So that chart that I, I heard from that chief was just an example. But you just take that and you fill it with your own hours. Yeah, and but this kid I work. Yeah, but that's crazy. I know your dad and I know your mom. And so I can see where you pick that up. Yep. And why it's important to you yeah. because they are, wow, I love them, but they are hard workers um, and they're good people. They're amazing people. And I, I love them very much. So I understand why you are the way that you are. And I admire them. it. Thank you. I really do. Thank you. Uh, I, the way I look at it is I will work hard now, play even harder later. Yeah. That's a good point. Just wait until I'm 30. I mean, that's a lot of time, but... I mean, like, for sure. Look at our parents, right? They had us pretty young, and exactly. look at them now. They worked hard then. They had to get to where they are now, and now it's all playtime. For the most part. I mean, they still work hard, but... No, for the most... Yeah. They're living their lives. Exactly. So that's a perfect example of why you saw that and decided that that was the blueprint for how you wanted to run things. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the way I kind of look at this podcast is um, you're in a generation above us. Uh, not too far. It's like a that weird middle. Yeah. So we're looking into the distance, but not as far as our last podcast where we're talking to boomers. Mm-hmm. We're talking, you know, like, I don't know, the next street. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, the next step into our lives, I feel like. Um, and one of the big things uh, that we always talk about, like when we're alone, is relationships in our age. Mm-hmm. Um, how things have just drastically changed, mm-hmm. it seems like. I mean, even from high school, man. Like, things just drastically changed. Yep. Um, and, I mean, that comes with getting older. Yep. Um, you know, you're going and doing crazier things. Uh, you're meeting new people constantly, it seems like. But it's definitely changed. I can yeah. feel that change. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start with a story um, about me, you, and Buddy. We're on a houseboat. I don't remember. If, oh, I don't know if you even remember this. We were in Oroville. Pretty sure my brother was there. Um, we <laughs> we were uh, we were shit. I was probably in the eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade, and I remember you just going on a tangent with mm. me and Buddy. I don't remember who it was about. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be fun. I don't remember this, but I, I knowing me, I did. Uh, you went on a tangent, and um, it was the first time I ever heard someone just go off on a dude, and I was like. All right, just soaking it all in, just mm-hmm. listening to me and Buddy are kind of looking at each other like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. This is crazy. But that's the first time I realized that um, relationships are complicated, man. Yeah. It's not just so black and white, you fall in love with this girl, and it just kicks off. Right. Um, and I also feel like that has changed. Things have gotten more complicated. Yep. Especially with the virus going on. Oh, yeah. Man, I can't even, I can't even tell you how crazy it is that I think about it every day that me and Millie or me and Millie me and Lily met in the middle of a pandemic no oh, yeah shout out Millie <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to say meet Lily exactly me and Lily I just like to instigate <laughs> uh, no but you're I think you're right going back to all of the complications right and if I remember correctly I'm not going to name names but if you were in seventh grade I can do the math yep. and estimate about you got the it. time you got it of if this was around a certain boat trip, uh, I recall. <laughs> and uh, shout out to him. Uh, it's all good and it's all love for sure. But um, there were kids. You know, yeah, we were kids. And that kind of segues into what we're talking about, right? Is relationships are different at every stage. And 
I'm somebody who is, I love love. Like, I really do. I love falling in love. I love watching people fall in love. Um, sickening, but there's something strange, strangely beautiful about heartbreak. Um, Absolutely. And so... The music hits harder. Music hits... Yeah. Everything hits harder, man. You think yeah. more. You think more clearly. You almost like. elevate. Absolutely. It's, it's, it hurts. Yeah. But you elevate. Yeah. And you become a different version of yourself. But in that, it starts somewhere and it starts at the beginning. And when you're in high school, that kind of love, for the most part, and this isn't everyone's experience, but it starts from a friendship. Because all you know how to do from elementary school to high school is make friends. Mm -hmm. And so when you fall in love then, it's very pure almost Mm -hmm. because there are no... There's nothing stopping you. You're dreaming together, and you're you're dreaming of becoming adults together. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have real responsibilities. No, and nothing. everything is free time. And, I mean, you know, you get a little older, you get a little job, and you have to, you know, try to make time. And it gets complicated, though, right, because you're so used to having your friends. Mm-hmm. And you have to balance this little relationship and a little bit of work and, and then your friends. But the older you get and the more that you transition – it definitely becomes um, more complicated because you're trying to figure out yourself while loving this other person, and you don't even know who you are yet. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was beautifully said. And as much as you want to, it may not always pan out that way. Mm -hmm. And it can be hurtful. It can definitely be hurtful. But in this generation, too, not only with the pandemic, but like your grandmother said, this generation's big on instant gratification. We have such access to each other all the freaking time. And we expect to be able to pick up the phone and know where you're at. FaceTime me. Let me see your location. What are you doing? Who are you with? We didn't really have that with our grandparents. Mm -hmm. They had to communicate. They had to call somebody's house. They had to show up at the door. So all of those things that we dream about with, like, relationship goals and... It's kind of hard to live to that when we're not really living in that kind exactly. of world anymore. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, I think also another big thing is seeing everyone else happy in their relationship. And then you got your girl right next to you. And she's looking at the same thing that, of, that she's seen, like you're seeing on Twitter. And this person just bought her a car or this and this and that. So now it looks at you and you're like. Yeah. But you don't know the fucking trials and tribulations that no. that relationship went through. No. And to talk about really what you said like i you like the idea of uh, you like you love love and then i think about for me it's like i moved away from that i think i like the idea of love i like love in movies i like the entertainment behind it i like the art behind it but too much of now like i don't really care for it yeah and for those reasons of instant gratification and knowing i i noticed you Me like personally. Love, you like I'm love selfish in, for it. You like love in different ways, though. Yeah, well, also not, maybe not from a significant other, but the like the way you we talk with our friends, it's constant, just like pureness. I feel like yeah, like we're we're always just I don't know. And then man. if I want that from a, a significant other and I don't get it, then I go, oh, exactly. well, I got that somewhere else. Mm. But then another bad thing is that you shouldn't look to your significant other for mm-hmm. everything. I remember episodes back of me talking to my ex we looked for each other for everything the happiness the peace uh therapy uh the whole nine but it's like you're not sometimes you have to compromise and sometimes that person's not gonna be there for you i was 
not emotionally available in my relationship. And yeah. I, if I can't, I realize if I can't be emotionally available in the relationship that I get into next, I shouldn't be in one. Absolutely. And that's really mature of you to, to identify now. Um, I was in a relationship uh, coming out of high school for a long time. And we were together for about four and a half years. And that is almost identical to what we were going through. We practically, I'd known him for years, we'd been friends for years, but we practically raised each other through that time and got each other through that time. Um, we were each other's therapists, like you said, um, but we were also each other's, uh, you know, boxing bag, and we would go at it yeah. emotionally. And um, it was hard, and it's hard to understand that because all you're trying to do is love the other person, but you don't realize that you're actually putting an expectation of that person. And when they don't meet that idea that you have created of them in, in your head, when they don't get there, they are disposable. And I think that's our problem. People are so disposable. Absolutely. The thing about it is, and I've, I've learned this through many mentors and many, just so many people that I've watched from experience, I hate when people say, you can't love somebody unless you love yourself. I really don't like that. Mm -hmm. It's true, but really it's, it's about wholeness and about being at peace with who you are, where you're at right now. And it's not about falling in love with somebody's potential, where they can be. It's about accepting them for where they are right now. And when you take that away, and you know you're whole and that person's whole, that emotional, when you say you feel emotionally unavailable... The only requirement is just to love. It's not to be their peace, like everybody on Twitter says. It's not to be, I mean, be there. That's a yeah. decent human act, to yeah. be there. You uh -huh. know what I mean? Yeah, but I wasn't decent, and that's what my yeah. thing was. Yeah. <laughs> no, but. but <laughs> <laughs> it's funny now. I mean, it's not funny now. No, but, but you think back yeah. to it for sure. Yeah. And it's But it's good that you, you know that now, because so many people don't want to acknowledge that about themselves, and they will drag everybody Fuck no. down with I, them. You know what the funny thing is? I see it more the comedy relief of it all. Uh, as I remember being in like elementary school and just telling the girls, like, you don't want to date me. I promise you. I'm warning you right now. <laughs> you know, I have, I have problems. Like, you don't want to date. You don't want to date me. I promise I'm saving you. And then I just realized, like, maybe I just became true to that actual thing because now I'm just like, I have my things. I'll tell you about them. But I don't want anyone or any lady in this aspect to try to fix that for myself. Like, yeah. I just do it on my own. Yeah. And... Which is fair. But I've never heard anyone say, like, they didn't like the idea of you shouldn't love, or you can't love anyone until you love yourself. That's the first time I heard that. Yeah, I just, I think, I, I understand the concept, mm -hmm. right? Because it's true. You you really should be able to, because if you don't love yourself, you don't have security with who you are. You're not going to have boundaries, and you're going to mm -hmm. let people treat you a type of way. So I understand it in that aspect, but we all struggle with so much about ourselves, and so, and it never ends. Yeah, it's constant. It's a, even when you're constantly changing, like, growing. Even I get comfortable, and then I go, "All right, shit, it's time to move on. Yeah. I want something better." Yeah, or not like in that sense, but I want something better for myself. Yeah, I want to do something for more yeah. for myself. And it's about practicing that. Loving yourself is a constant practice. There's not, there's no top of the hill in loving yourself, and you exactly. get there and you're done. Yep. Well, is it okay to not drag somebody into your bit, like your mess, but to date, figure it out? And go on to the next one? Or should you stay with the person and grow with them? So there, that's kind of a two, – there's two ways you can go with that. And I've kind of experienced 
a little bit of that. I've witnessed you sticking it out. Uh, my parents had me at 18 years old. Um, they were dating for just a few months, and they had every reason in the world to split up and co-parent or what have you. And I grew up in a household, luckily, where if it was broken, they fixed it, and they kept going. And their love was true. They were best friends, and that's why it was worth it to them. It wasn't because they had kids or a house. It was because they loved one another, and they were going to work through whatever came their way. But they weren't holding each other back, and they weren't trying to create the other person to be somebody else. They weren't trying to fix themselves to be for each other. So in those situations, when you find yourself changing, you find yourself holding back, not being your highest self, then you, need to, you know you need to go. Mm-hmm. Because that relationship at the time is not helping you get to your purpose, and that's not you loving you. Absolutely. That's you Let me being say something. You're going to be amazing at podcasting because I've never had someone that actually can give out help in that aspect like that was a very thorough uh, yeah thank you (laughs) no i don't you don't really hear like most of the time i'm like bro this is advice i've already heard (laughs) thanks but you know but like that was good that was really good thank you i'm glad i'm glad i'm gonna still figure it out for myself uh yeah yeah, like i like i I see i'm 20 i almost said i'm 19 i just like i'm 20 now so it's like i'm chilling dude listen i didn't i still don't know what i want to be when i grow up to be completely honest, so at 20, and you know what's crazy about your 20s? That I really don't think, maybe they do tell you, and I didn't listen, because I was trying to be an adult at 25, and I'm 26. You change so fast, and you learn so much in your 20s. Yeah. And the crazy thing for me is, I, like I said, going back to that, I grew up watching two 18-year-olds fall in love. So in my head, I was going to marry my high school sweetheart. We were going to have kids by 25. We are going to live in West Sac. We are going to buy a house. We are going to do the thing. That did not happen, and my life took just the biggest turn, but for the best because I'm, I am 10,000 times. I would never dream to be where I am. So if you know yourself well enough to say, I'm in my 20s, a relationship would not be responsible for me right now. I need to chill. Take the time you need. Funny, when I was younger, my dad used to tell me, you can't date until you're 30. I promise you it makes sense when you start getting there because it sounds crazy, but take the time to know yourself because mm-hmm. it's only going to benefit that dream of that relationship you have in your head, you're only going to really get there and know how to sustain that if you know yourself, truly. Because you'll be able to give that person the real you. Yeah. And they should be able to, to see that, that you're whole, going back to wholeness. You're whole. I'm whole. We have no expectation of each other. And let's just try it. And when Shit. that happens... I, feel, is like, I feel like that's that's a really good point, yeah, too. Yeah, I just want to be quiet in the room with my significant other and just do my own thing. Exactly, For sure. Exactly, and be able to have time away from each other. Yes. Um, but anyway, back to what you were saying um, about... Shit, I totally lost my train of thought. You said knowing yourself or knowing yourself before you start dating in someone. Because I feel like I've dated girls, and they don't really know who I am. Yeah. Like, they have this but concept... Did you know who you were? Fuck no. So but still, they have this... That? But okay, that's my that's my thing. Oh, okay. Is that they weren't dating the real me. Yeah. And I knew that. Yeah. And that's when I broke up. I was like, yeah. okay, bro, like if we were in a room by ourselves, she wouldn't like who I was. Yeah. To be completely honest. Yeah, and I know for that sure. for a fact. Shit. <laughs> that's so And I, that's that's I'm listening like, to this and I'm hurting my own feelings. But go ahead. But that's yeah. That's the room. And two, I actually uh, more recently 
uh, my last relationship, we kind of discussed those things. Um, you know, the older you get, the more comfortable you become discussing those things. I remember mm-hmm. being younger, I could never have had these conversations before. But now Absolutely. that I'm older, these conversations are needed. You have to have them. And you have to be comfortable with how you feel and not take it personal if the, the person doesn't feel the same. So he was very much like that. He wanted to be able to have his own world and do his own thing. He loved going to the movies by himself. Like, truly. That was his thing. He loved movies. And for me, I had to learn to love that about him Mm -hmm. and be cool with that. And that was me trying to extend unconditional love. Because for me, I love going on dates. I love to be up under my person. Uh, As independent as I am, I cherish those little moments. Mm -hmm. But learning yourself... If he didn't know that he valued his independence and certain things and, you know, doing certain things, he wouldn't have been able to tell me lovingly, hey, I kind of want to go spend the day doing this and just have my own thing. And if I wasn't whole in myself, I would have taken that personal. I would have been upset. I would have thought he was out doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. He doesn't love me, doesn't want to spend time with me. No, I'm whole. I know who I am. And I know that this man loves me. Mm -hmm. He just wants to go do his own thing. Cool. Go to the movies. Go on. Go have a boy's day. You're not going to get there until you are brave enough to speak it for yourself and brave enough to accept, accept somebody without boundaries. Absolutely. Well, also, as far as I take from that, it's like communication is also everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've been understanding. I sucked at I still suck at communicating. Mm-hmm. Like, I just hope you to read my mind. And I realize that's not, oh, yeah. not going to work with anyone because mm-hmm. they don't know what the fuck's going on. No. And then you have all those things and then you get in an argument. But it's like when I wanted to express that in the argument, she didn't know because obviously she didn't know what was going on in my mind. But it's like you should have. Nah, you don't know. She don't know shit. Yeah. If you're not telling her, it's like fuck. And that's how it goes back, and you fail in the relationship, and then you got to figure out from there, and then you move on. It's trial and error, honestly. Is is cold as that kind of sounds? It is. You know. That's what I was wondering. Is it cold or is it just fucking life? It's life. Yeah. Then I think it, makes it, it sounds cold, cold yeah. right? Because we glamorize love mm-hmm. so much. And like I said, there's that sick, twisted thing about, you know, heartbreak that's a little bit beautiful. But that's a piece of it. It's just, it's life. And it happens. And someone very close to me was really young, went through a heartbreak. And I remember just looking like, I wish I could do this for you. Because this, this is, is probably painful. the worst heartbreak that yeah. ever hurt me. That first heartbreak, you know, that mm-hmm. was like the worst one. And... Sometimes you got to let people go through those things. And that's one of those things that's just life. Such a growing moment. My, after I broke up with my ex, I moved out. And I was doing my own thing. It got a really weird period of time. And I've been like, my room now is my own, like my own world. It's such me. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I was like, I now really know who I am. I spend so much time with me and my dog. And then yeah. I spend it with the homies. But when I go back after this, at the end of the day, I go back home. I sleep in my bed by myself. It's your peace. And I'm, yeah, I'm at peace with myself. So then I go... Huh, I could probably do a relationship. And then I start thinking about the stuff that I'm not taking in consideration. You have to spend. T- I went out on a date not too long ago and I complained to them because I was like, yo, I don't want to get too much in detail. But like knowing that some people are not on the same page, right. like as you was talking about growing up and uh, kind of like maturing. Like, yeah. I, I've been moved out since I was 18. Mm-hmm. I've been taking care of myself since, like, really 16, 17. Mm-hmm. So I've been sped up. So when I talk to them about certain things, it's kind of different because I'm already on a different level. Absolutely. He's already there. He's yeah. Like, like, he's I, like the dad. I, I don't take – I take care of myself 100%. Absolutely. And it sucks. Hey, stay with your parents if you can. But, yes. Uh, when I go into a relationship, I'm like, fuck. I could see why some people be like, nah, you better live on your own. You better have your own car, blah, 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 because – 
now when I meet a girl and I realize my 20s is different than her 20. Yeah. And I go, fuck, that's not for me. And I just get out of it. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's the part about um, not setting an expectation when mm -hmm. you're meeting somebody. Because the biggest thing, too, is, um, you know, would you date you? Like, so, if Hell you're gonna, yeah, you know man. what I mean? So, like, you really got to <laughs> ask yourself that. Because if you're going to ask somebody to come to the table... Mm -hmm with things you better have it before you ask and it sounds to me like you have all the things you're looking for so if you come across you know yourself and to know you know does she need to be in college for some people yeah she does but for other people it's like no does she have a good head on her shoulders is yeah. she smart is she looking for e to be educated in different ways in life mm -hmm. that is the questions you have to constantly ask yourself in order to be accepting of those relationships and don't just because you're talking to somebody or you go on a couple dates you don't have to fall in love and be obligated to be in a relationship with them very true i like the idea of like oh love at first sight that's where i, I like oh. the movie idea mm -hmm. and the entertainment part of it like i like the being talking to someone and writing a script in my head and then being like oh, okay this script didn't work out crumble it it's never a movie but like in real life that's not how it works right yeah that's just unreasonable but i don't have i like it could go anywhere the girl that I was talking to, she texted me a week later and was like, I'm sorry, I'm just going through my own stuff. But it's like, in my head, I didn't take that into consideration. Right. People go through stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. You have to still see it. Yeah. But And that goes into working with um, something I'm learning. Uh, it's called uh, mental flexibility. And it's basically about you doing exactly what you said. You never took into consideration. Mm -hmm. You allowed your own thoughts to be one way instead of giving yourself the freedom to have options to think multiple ways. So the older you get, the more that you will find little opportunities to utilize that mm -hmm. and go with it. And you can be wrong. One of my mentors once told me, um, give yourself the power to have options. So whether that's, you know, this road is closed. I can't, I can't go. Mm -hmm. I, it's done. I can't go down that road. My dream of whatever's behind it is, no, use your tools you can go the other way. Yeah. So constantly giving yourself options, relationship-wise, work-wise, school-wise, um, is going to get you so far. Don't ever tell yourself no. Um, I think that's part of the reason why I am so busy. I like, like we were talking about this the other night, I like to have multiple options. I like to know that if one thing fails, I have another thing yeah. to sit back on. Yeah. I have a plan B, C, D, E in my head. Absolutely. And I think, too, um, when it comes to... Wondering if you love somebody and wondering if, like, love at first sight and is that going to click? Um, is this real? Are those exciting feelings I'm feeling initially? Is this it? Do I have to stick with this girl? Like, no. No, you don't. You, you don't have to. You can change your mind. You can go yeah, on a mm -hmm. date and then get to know her. And it could be nothing. There People take things so personally all the time. And there could be nothing wrong with you if she decides she doesn't want to continue to see you. Or there can be nothing wrong with her or vice versa. But um, knowing that you have the freedom to, to change your mind yeah. about a person, place, or thing. I like both Always. of those things. But I like I like having my expectations. Because I think I, I am... How do I put I like sabotage. I like... That I like, I really I see life as a screenplay, okay. and how can I write my own stories so yeah. I can come on this podcast and tell you guys funny stories and like share it because I think 
me going through some bullshit is a lot better. And especially if I can give you some comedic relief, would be a lot better for whoever listens to it and can get the message I'm trying to tell you. Like, sure. hey, I'm going to go on this relationship. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm not going on this relationship. I'm going to go on this date. It's going to be great. And I'm going to ruin the relationship or the thing that we could possibly have based upon my thoughts. But I hope I can make it funny so you guys can understand it. Now, I won't do it, like, fully just for that reason. But that's You're how life... That's how life goes for me. Like, I don't care, and it doesn't bug me. All of the, all the, like, some girl that I talked to a while ago just hit me up, and she was like, I was just saying how you were. I just thought, I thought about you. It's none of, no, none of these people I have bad beef with or anything. Mm-hmm. We figured out it's not going in the way that we want it to. That's cool with me. It's either you could be friends. I could, I could, like, I don't know. I won't say I use people for what they're, what the value is but it's like we could figure out why we can still talk to each other or we could just say fuck it hey you go about your own way i go by mine but there's always funny stories that i put myself in with those people so here let me share it with so you so you're willing to take the risk for the experience exactly yeah. the experience is all that matters to yeah. me like, and the older you get you'll start to decide which ones are worth it or not exactly yeah. where you want to put the time in for certain things but right now there's nothing wrong as long as everybody is adults Consenting, communicating, exactly. understanding what it is, you know, you have to take the chance. And sometimes we try to play it too safe. So. Yeah, because, I mean, I can come off as toxic. I, I understand that. <laughs> but it's like, yo, like, if she's happy in the moment, she got a free meal out of it, fuck it. Like, but. I love it. You know, like, that's all that matters. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, as long as everyone's happy, like you said, everyone's consenting, everyone's cool with it. All right, so yeah. be it, bro. Because people are going to make their own choices, right? Exactly. If a guy came, if a guy came to me and was like, "Oh, I'm looking for, you know, my potential wife and my this and that," and I come at him and I'm like, "For sure, me too." Like, okay, you know, and I, I, I put him in that category. But then the next week I meet another guy and he's like, "I'm not looking for anything too serious," and I'm like, "Okay, I'd like to just still hang out and get to know yeah. you." And I put him in that category. But the guy that told me he was trying to look for a spouse flips the script and is a complete asshole. I'm going to be mad at that. I'm going to be like, yo, you completely played me out and wasted my time. Why did you do that? You're a weirdo. Or versus the dude that was like, hey, you know what? I wasn't very serious, but getting to know you, like, I actually want to kind of start dating one-on-one. Would you mind if we didn't date other people? What if we kind of just saw each other for a little bit? I have so much more. Or if he came at me and was like, hey, I'm I'm seeing somebody else. Or, you know, hey, it's not going to work out for me. I'm kind of interested in just dating around. You seem like more of a serious kind of girl. Yeah. I will have so much more respect for that. See, it's the communication. Versus the playing games, Absolutely. for sure. Let me ask this one last question from my from this topic. Um, asking a girl, hey, do we have? Do you want? Are you mind being serious? Is that cool? Is that a big deal? Or could you just go and let everything be and then figure it out from there? Personally, and I can't speak for all women, but setting your intention as a man is extremely attractive and extremely mature. So whether that's I am here to see you on Friday nights and go get drinks, and that is it. Or my intention is to get to know you and potentially have a relationship with you. Don't just use your words. Use your actions. If you tell her you're going to call her, you better call her. If you say you're going to take her out on a date, you better be setting it up with with the game plan. Same thing, though, from her. If she says that she is intending to walk down that road with you, she better pick up that phone call. She better be checking in on you. Hey, how's your family? How are your friends? How are your boys? That is the piece of it that's important. So I would say for me, yes, I think it's extremely attractive for a man to know what he wants before he approaches me. But that's where I'm at in my age. Yeah. That's tight. My niggas, get your 
fucking notepads and pens. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Giving you guys gems. Yeah, we don't get enough female outlooks on the show, man. It's all a bunch of boys just talking. Yeah, yeah. That's and someone else is like, dude, you gotta get, you gotta get go. sure. Yeah. And I understand that because imagine our last relationship talk before this one, the one. <laughs> yeah. <we were> <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I okay, exactly. look. If I could go back in time, because I remember when I first started the podcast, I was going places, and they were like, man, we love the one with you and your ex. And I would have been like, yeah. And I said some mean things, but now I'm just like, bro, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. It was a time in my life I had to learn. And I could look back at it, and I could see the things that I could fix, and I could see the things that I can avoid in the next relationship. Right. It was an experience. That's that's bro, I slept learning. in my car. I don't know if you guys knew that. Like, I There was times where I was like homeless for this shit, but it's like... I can experience and I can walk away. I walked away now. I have my own peace at home. Right. Like, I have my own home. So it's like. And there's no reason hit to hate. rock bottom. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to hate her. I mean, no. or not hate her, but hate the experience. No. Because no, you learn never. something from it. No. You Everything in this everybody. life is a learning experience. Yeah. I'm going to write a movie out of it just because of that. <laughs> or it might be a part in a movie just because. Like, that's the way I see it. I mean, when I got. Remember when I got fired from Jamba Juice? I remember that. Let's let's tell that story. Okay, Why do you look, get fired from Jamajus? I got oh, fired shit. from Jamajus because I sold weed out that bitch. <laughs> Who did you I sell it to? I sold it to Nick. And Stop. the right one that happened, I said, bro, I can't wait to make a rap song about this. And I was like, bro, just I for the pure so experience. I felt so bad, bro. I, I wrote fuck, about it. I wrote about it. No, but you know what, though? That having that mentality, like having the mentality of like not dwelling on something that just didn't go the way you envisioned it in your head is really a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, some people kind of use and abuse it because they don't take anything seriously at all. Not take shit serious. Right. But then some people are able to use it like you are as a, as a skill. I don't have that. I am such a, if I set out to do something and I'm not good at it and it fails, it takes me a little bit. It I'm not going to lie. I need a bounce back. I, yeah. yeah and that's something I have to work on. But I'm for sure like, oh, rejection. No, 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 no. Don't don't <laughs> sign me up for that. I am not the kind of girl that's like, that was funny. Fuck it. No, no, no. I'm like, run it back. Let me see the tape because I need to take notes. This is not acceptable. This cannot happen again. So I think I get more that. caught up in where it went wrong. Like yeah. when it comes to or rejection, but even things in my life mm-hmm. where I set yeah, my I'm best foot reason forward. I went wrong. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, 90% of the time, that's my conclusion. I'm like, wow, I just didn't put enough effort in. You know I didn't put enough you know time in. I think in. it is, though, with us, where I, I'm finding, I'm kind of trying to learn with you, is, Pierre, you said something interesting earlier that you've kind of been on your own since you were, like, 16. Exactly. Yeah. You and I have had a two-parent household. Yep. Um, you know, we kind of, not that we were babied, but we weren't, we weren't thrown from the nest so soon. You were mm-hmm. and, and so for us... We are constantly trying to do the um, the check in, right? Because we always did. Mm-hmm. Is our like our mom and dad? Are we reassurance? I need it. Reassurance? I need it. When they didn't give it to us, we went harder because we wanted it. Exactly. Where Pierre kind of had to just figure the shit out. You know what I mean? And and he became his own expectation. I think that's why he is such an individual because he wasn't looking are, at though. anybody. This is crazy. You know what I mean to say? Like I need their reassurance because. It, it just wasn't that option. So he had to become his own reassurance. Oh. And I think that's the difference in us is we're constantly trying, whether that's our relationship looking for reassurance, our job, our bosses, our college professor, college professors, our parents. We want that. And eventually we will get there. We yeah. just have to be willing to try it. I totally yeah, I remember, agree with that. Remember how I totally said that, that the podcast was free therapy? I haven't talked to my therapist in so long. This is perfect. <laughs> she ain't never said no in, in great shit like this. This is crazy. I'm listening. I'm like, wow. 
Good, I'm glad. I'm I know. Glad. I'm like, yeah, I didn't really have my parents. So that was great. That's why. How did she pick that up? But do you see how <laughs> something so how something somebody would say is that's so sad? But look at you. That, oh, there's nothing yeah. sad about it. No, no. You know I'm what not I mean? Like, there's no. That is the way that your story was written, and mm-hmm. and how you rose from it, yeah. and and became who you are. But because that's who you were always supposed to be. So there's nothing sad about it. There's nothing wrong with, like Pierre said, stay at your parents' house as long as you can. I am 26 years old and just got out this year in between military gigs, like, you know, being stationed here, being stationed there. Um, Stay the fuck home, okay? America is crazy right now. Stay home. There's nothing wrong with it. Be on your shit. Don't rely on your parents. My parents haven't paid a bill for me since I was 16. I stayed in this house, though, so that I can, you know, set myself up. For success when I was on my own, and now I'm good. I haven't, you know, I haven't failed at all. So, for sure, use your Absolutely. circumstances. Absolutely, I think this is tight as shit. It is. I, I totally can just agree do this with every you, day. constant reassurance thing, though. Yeah. I am always struggling for constant reassurance. Mm-hmm. I have never cared. Like more. I boast to Lily when my professor tells me how good my paper yeah. was. That's crazy. That, it makes That's me. Cute. It makes me feel good. Yeah. That's, That's what I need though, because like, it, well, especially falling poli side. Sometimes I I step back. I'm like, man, I really don't know what I'm talking about politics. Like, I feel like when I'm talking to someone else, I'm like, man, I have no idea what's going on. Mm. But then when someone else is like, yeah, man, this was a really good paper. You know what you're talking about. It feels good. I think about that with every episode. I'm go, you are just blabbing the fuck away. Like, you know what you're talking about. And then, I, yeah, like you said, reassurance for this, where I'm always skeptical about it. Reassurance for the stuff that I'm creating. But, like, I showed you guys my magazine. I don't need to hear anything goes from anybody else. Oh, I already amazing. know that shit was tight. That was yeah. cool. So it's like I lived up to my expectations. So now I can walk away and be like, oh, okay, you guys didn't fuck with it. I could see it differently. I can try to make you guys like it a little bit more. But other than that, I'd be like, bro, as long as I'm happy, that's all that matters. Yeah. I, that's, but it makes me hella stubborn. So that's what I learned from that. Mm-hmm. Like, same thing. Like, I'm texting the dude for the truck. And I'm like, yeah, but remember how we always know, bro, don't get a different car. Don't get a different car. But it's like. That's how I fill my void. That's how I find my reassurance is mm-hmm. through those projects and finding. I finally hit the checkpoint that I had. Okay, now I'm happy with it. On to the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm those like are money too. pits, though. So those, once sure. you figure those things out, then you figure out why certain things in your my, life is leaving. But for me, it's cars or something else. The podcast. You don't have with to the put podcast. Yeah, man. this is this is free therapy. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. That was amazing. All right, so. One of the craziest things happening outside of my personal life is that my best friend is having a fucking kid, bro. <laughs> uh, that's crazy to me. I mean, because I still look at Buddy, and this is going to sound really weird, but I look at Buddy and I, I think nine-year-old Buddy. Mm-hmm. Me and him chilling in his backyard, mm-hmm. doing stupid, I don't even know. Playing I don't even baseball, know really. playing in the Everything, field, doing everything, beating the hell out of each yeah. other, hopping this yeah. fence, going up on the levee. Yeah. Um, and when I heard he was... When he told us he was being a, or becoming the dad, um, man, I, I broke down a little bit. Like, ha- happiness. Yeah. I was like, man, buddy's going to be such a good I was ha- I don't even and know, you know buddy we, that heavy, and I was super happy yeah. for him. We, uh, yeah, you were like, no way. We, yeah. were all, we were at my grandma's house. He yeah. actually just left, and we were all so happy, so yeah. happy. But we actually made a bet before I went to Michigan that buddy would be the ki- or first person in our friend group to have a kid. Really? Yeah, we made Shut that up. bet. Shut up. I swear to God. It was weird. But he's like, nah, nah, nah. nah yeah, we were not. all right. We saw it. But, um, yeah, it still blows my mind. Just know that little girl is getting a De'Aaron Fox jersey from <laughs> Uncle Nick the first time she pops out. Um, but, yeah, uh, is it crazy to think that you're going to be an aunt? 
I mean, especially, I mean, Buddy's fairly young. He's 20 years old. He is. Um, but you get a hand of cards and you got to play with your dealt. Right. And Buddy is one of those guys that if he does get a hand like this, he's going to put his best foot forward. Absolutely. That is the best way to describe it. Um, my little brother, and if people don't know, I, I don't think you can possibly know me without knowing my little brother because um, I literally have put him up on the highest pedestal in the world, in my, in my world. Um, we're extremely close. We're best friends. We've always been. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I literally, I, I, to this day, I call him son. He answers to it. I am like his second mother to him. Um, so I've always told him, and everything that I've ever done has been for my brother to beat me at. I set a bar because I know he's going to pass me at it. Um, So for him to become a father before I become a mother threw me off because I do everything first, and then you just do it better than me, and then we go about life and keep playing this game. He's smarter than me. He's bigger than me. He's faster than me. He's kinder than me. He's more gentle than I. So... Like I said, I've lived everything. I've been able to write him the script. And when he told me, I looked at him and I was like, baby boy, I can't do this one for you. I've done everything else. I can't. And it took me a minute in that moment to really wrap my head around, my baby's having a baby. Holy shit. And, you know, the same thing over, you know, came over my body that was like, this spirit was just like, you are going to be the most wonderful father mm-hmm. because you're the most That's wonderful the first man. Thing I thought. That is the first thing I thought. I have no, I had never had any doubts um, in him being a wonderful father ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever. Um, I think truly, and, and we're going to be completely transparent and real here, I have got to experience so much in my 20s that for me I was a little sad because I'm like, that's going to have to be on hold, right? Yeah. But then I look at him. And he's so damn dope, he can do both. Like, this kid can (laughs) still go kick it with his friends because he surrounded himself with good, responsible people. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact his little girl is going to be safe anywhere y'all are present. And I feel that because I trust my brother and I trust his judgment. So um, it's crazy, and it's a crazy feeling. I have so many cousins that have, like, kids. They're all my, you know, my cousins are my age, so, I, you know, they all call me auntie or whatever, but... This is different because this is my blood in, in a little girl. And, um, you know, he has his girlfriend's daughter. And we've fallen in love with her so quickly. And we kind of, you know, she was here tonight and we, we you saw that. We just adore her. And I'm going to adore her for the rest of her life, you know, regardless of any circumstances. So I can't even imagine the kind of love um, seeing half of my brother's face on a tiny human is going to be crazy. the craziest feeling in the world. But if anybody was built for that curveball... It was him. Absolutely. He yeah. was built for any curveball as far as I'm concerned. And I, I'll hype this boy up. Like, you can't tell me anything. He, he lives up to his name, uh, David, King David in the Bible. And um, he's phenomenal. He is a phenomenal man. And I can't wait to learn from him for once. God kind of. Yeah, that's that's a tight part of the way to think of it. Flipped it. I'm sitting, we're sitting at the campsite and I'm listening to him. I don't, I'm not too close to Buddy as he is. Yeah. I'm listening to him. He's talking about him being the dad, and I'm just, like, smiling there. Like, dude, because they listen to me. Yeah. And I talk about, like, I go to, I'll, when I, we're at school, and they introduce yourself, and it's like, why are you at school? I go, my, my major was uh, computer science, and I'm doing that so I could be a stay-at-home dad. And everyone's like, aw. And I'm like, I'm dead serious. Like, yeah. that, I'm dead set on, I want to be the world's best dad because 
why it missed out for me. Right. Hearing Buddy is like, wow, you get to experience that because you're about to have, yeah, you're about to have a kid. And I'm just like, man, that makes me so like feel warm inside. I'm just like, that's tight, dude. Yeah. He's, he sounds so excited. Believe me, I'm excited. Sometimes Buddy, or we'll talk about it at work and I think I'm more excited than Buddy sometimes. I'm like, man, I can't wait to grow with this little girl yeah. like, well, play we're basketball excited. with her we don't have to pay for anything exactly but we Dead get, I don't have, I don't no have to wake up at 6 a.m. Uh-huh. but right. I told Buddy I was like hey man if you guys have a hard night just bring over to Uncle Nick's yeah. we'll be that's we'll tight be dude and that's macaroni what's beautiful art. about it is like it truly and that doesn't it's not always um, the circumstance for everybody but it truly does take a village and if you can get one around you absolutely because um, I know it took a village to raise my crazy ass um, my poor parents I I wasn't a bad kid. I was just very, I was a social butterfly. Obviously, mm. as you can see, I can talk to y'all for hours. But, um, you know, it takes, a, it takes a community, it takes a village to, to raise a child for sure. And with these circumstances, um, just being because we were all caught off guard at this beautiful blessing, I'm excited. Like I said earlier, I know my brother has surrounded himself with people that we're not going to get into it, but y'all were right out for my brother. And um, yeah, I appreciate absolutely. that more than anything you know in this world because I would literally put my life on the line for him. No questions asked. No, It wouldn't even take me a millisecond. So to know that um, this little girl is going to come into that is dope and exciting. I can't wait to see her chilling with the boys watching the Super Bowl. And it's just her. You know what I mean? Like in her little tutu and you're all are in tutus but holding football. And you know absolutely. what I mean? It's going to be a great thing. I, I can't wait. It's so beautiful. To yeah. think about. I'm kind of happy it was a girl. I think Buddy yeah, is going to be a great. You know what the funny yeah. thing is? I mean, since we're talking about kids, I, like you can always imagine, like, oh, fuck, dude, boys, 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 boys. After I want a girl. Yeah, I want a girl, man. I will. I think Kobe did that for me. Mm. I wasn't. I'm not even a big basketball fan, but I know with the impact that Kobe has. But the one impact that Kobe has for me is that he made me want to be a girl dad. Aww, I, I want to actually teach one of my daughters how to skate. For sure. So it's like, that's like my biggest thing. And seeing that, like, he has a girl, I'm like, dude, you're probably going to have a lot more fun than a dude. (laughs) Because, one, we already know how we are. And I'm not saying every guy's the same, but it's like we kind of have that some sort of chemical, like, wiring that we all kind of much are the same. Sure, yeah. We're going to go through the same shit. We're already going to know, but we don't know. Mm -hmm. I was such, I was around my sisters forever. I know. Little by little, every relationship I get in, I go, fuck, that's what my sister was worrying about. Uh, that's what my mom's worrying about because now I'm worrying about this with my significant other. Yeah. So to have a baby girl watch her grow from, you know, start to finish, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It changes you. Yeah. It changes you. It gives you that, like, like mothering side. that like Because we, I think as men, we all have that. Some just don't tap into it as much. Your exactly. nurturing girl, side kicks yeah. in a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. For sure. Especially when toxic. something like this happens. Yeah, don't just make it like nasty where you like you put so many boundaries on your daughter and shit like that. Yeah, absolutely not. Definitely. Yeah, you I'm wanna so you wanna give um, your kids, I think, and I learned this from my parents, and then also um, I I plan on doing things differently than my parents. Not to say they did anything wrong, but it's just my choice and absolutely. what I, I want to do. You, but um, to. yeah, you you give them. Um, I think. Oh, this is going to sound corny, but, you know, Will Smith was like, you give them, they don't belong to you. You just keep they them don't. safe. They're individuals. And, and, and you keep them safe and you keep them educated and you give them the most options to let them choose. Um, so I'm excited to see my little brother do that. That's super sure. tight, dude. I so think the same way with my parents. My dad is laying the, f- or laying the framework for me the to foundation. be a great dad. Or a oh, great dad. for sure. Your dad. But there's certain things where I'm like, man, I will never parent like that. But at the same time, that's good parenting. Absolutely. Because 
I know I want to be different Absolutely. in a good way, you know. He has made me want to be better. Yeah, and you even have to understand. what he is perfected. He's his, a great dad. His parenting and my parents' parenting has come from generational experimenting. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you know, for you is just like, I think one thing that we can really relate on, a lot of people don't, and I think even kind of tying this back to relationships is, oh, dear God, excuse the dog if you can hear it. Uh, he's really small, I promise. Um, is we struggle with the idea, or at least for me, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, because we had parents that were married that worked through it, did the struggle, we, um, we want that. And a lot Absolutely. of people our age right now don't want that. Mm-hmm. But that's all we've ever known and seen. Absolutely. So just like with parenting, we want to mirror our example um, and... We have to decide what works for us. I know my parents wouldn't be the same people if they didn't meet each other. Yeah. Um, and I 100% meet that because they did go through that struggle. I mean, they had Lance. Lance was already a thing before I was a thing. Yep. And my dad picked up Lance and said, you're going to be my son. Yep. Took him in like he was one of his. Um, extremely mature thing to do and extremely mature thing for Buddy. I mean, yes. that's a whole other story. Yep. I don't. I don't even want to get into that, but... I don't even know how to start looking at someone, but you're like, that's not mine, but still giving it yes. just the constant love. That's, that's the amazing. most beautiful thing because it's, it's one of one of the most selfless things you can do. Absolutely. And um, how blessed are we to have that as an example of whether that's the road we take or it's just an example of um, selfless love. And it just goes to show what kind of, man your father is because that couldn't have been easy um what kind of what kind of person anybody is to Mm. walk in into a situation like that so um you know we are very blessed to have witnessed that and get to pass that on into our own version of it Mm -hmm. absolutely man i can't wait can't wait sometimes i think i dream about it like just (laughs) oh man i'm gonna be such a good uncle um i think that's the great part because i don't know we're young and we get to think about it and it's not happening to us it's actually Other than somebody uh, no, else absolutely. getting pushed into it and they're like fuck i never thought about being <laughs> a father like, i'm i absolutely i can wait don't get me wrong because i know right now like i'm like every time i think about it I i'm not ready kid. i'm ready I'm Me- so, mentally i think i'm ready fuck no i'm not but i look at my bank account yeah. i look at everything oh, else no. and i'm like man there's so much i want to do i'm not ready for this you know what's funny is i really thought like um, because my parents did it, I was like, and because I have such a great family, I was like, well, if this accidentally happened, I would be straight. Like I would for sure be fine. But now that I'm 26 and thinking about it and after being in a few relationships and listening to my counterparts, reasons why they would want to wait, um, I'm starting to understand that I'm cool with waiting. Mm -hmm. And, um, if I had a kid right now, I mean, for me financially, I'd be all right. I'd be all right by myself. You know what I mean? I could do the damn thing, but why i want to be able to give my kid i want to be able to look at my kid and be like i did all the things that i could possibly have done before you came into my life this is what i learned that's the way i see that's what yeah like the way i see it though is like really being able to live enough experiences to give them substance Mm -hmm. i don't want to be able like my parents did a beautiful job and i'm grateful every day but there were some things, and there are some things, my mom can't 
My mom can't tell me what it's like to be a single 25-year-old girl living on her own. Yeah. She can't. So I learn so much from my mom, still learning every day. She is hands down the most beautiful woman inside and out I know for sure. I want to take everything she's taught me and experience more so that my daughter and my son have so much substance that when they come out at 15, they're having these conversations at 15. Mm -hmm. So that at 20, we set that bar, like I said, I'd set with my brother, and they can reach higher. That is why I'm okay with waiting and living and letting life happen the way it's supposed to. Good way to think yeah, about it. beautifully said. It's like the fifth time I said that tonight, Lisa, you're on a roll. <laughs> no, I'm t- uh, bro, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> I could do this probably six more times. Than I'm just, <laughs> you know, like, I could talk about this for a while. Like, this is good. Shit, I, no one has ever mentioned my, like, I talk to my therapist. I don't give my therapist enough time to really get into me and, like, figure shit out because, mm-hmm. look, I've only met you for an hour plus the time before the podcast and yeah. you're already saying stuff. My therapist keeps finding ways for me to talk to him. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not looking that you just changed my life instantly, right. but you can give me that and I'm good with just that for a month. Because now I'm, I'm going to be trying to fix and work on that aspect. My therapist, on the other hand, is like, oh, yeah, just give you know, just give me another call back next month. But it's like, nigga, like, I'm still hurting inside, yeah. bro. Like, you That's didn't tell me time. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. month? You, you know what I nothing. found, too? I went to therapy for a few months um, a couple years ago, and I loved it. But I, f- I felt that same way, too. But I tried to look at it from a different perspective now looking back at it. She was really asking me questions to ask myself. It just, at the time, I wasn't trying to hear all that. Like, don't ask me why I think I'm sad about this breakup and maybe it has to do with something that happened when I was 10 years old. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm not trying to, no, we're not doing all that right now. Like, I want you to tell me how to make myself feel better. That's what I want. I want you to tell me what the steps are to get rid of this heart heartbreak. So hang in there and try to take from your therapist. But at the end of the day, if you truly feel like I'm not, one, learning anything yep. from you, um, I'm not getting tools that I can actually use that are easy enough to try some steps out on my own. Then you're just talking, and you can be, yeah. you can you can get more healing like this. That's why I do. This. That's why. That's yeah, exactly so I mean, why I stopped therapy. Yeah. yeah, and this helps more than anything. Yeah. And then it helps someone else because someone else can go yes, listen to this. They get healing I'm, from like, it it's, as it's, well. It's a bigger. This to me is a bigger deal than me just fine. Because when I first talked to my therapist, it was free, and I was doing it through the company we worked for, and then I was like shit I used, to, I used to tweet the advice she'd give me yeah i'm like then they can go help someone else who can't possibly afford or whatever right. case may be or Absolutely. don't want to talk to one then i was like oh, well i was still doing the podcast but the same thing it translates to this when someone asked me so why do you do the podcast it's really to inspire and to help yeah because when i look back and i have these conversations and someone like hits me up and they're like man we like they're gonna be like fuck we got a good thing out of this i go I'm so happy to hear yeah. that. Yeah, I'm, yes. so, hey, I'm so happy that you got, like, I don't think that, I think my conversations on the daily are close to this. So I think me recording it and releasing it to you, I'm glad you got something out of it. Yes. Uh, that's my biggest thing. Because we're here to talk about you doing your own podcast. We're here to talk about content for the podcast. Right. But my biggest thing is just giving someone their time. And, like, they're, they're giving you their time, which is like a big currency. And if they don't get any substance out of it, that's like to me that'd be crazy. So what I'm thinking, like, shit, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna put everything I have all on the table, so hopefully they can get a lot of stuff out of it right. within this 
hour however long it goes yeah, so for sure this is amazing this is what yeah fuck i mean not fuck my therapist but fuck my therapist i ain't i haven't talked to her in a minute yeah you know what sometimes it sometimes it takes finding the right form of therapy because mm-hmm. there are different types and i didn't know that either yeah i didn't know that for a long time either and then two um just finding somebody that you uh, are comfortable enough sharing with because i kind of found with my therapist in the in the beginning um, I'm not even going to front. I wasn't telling her the truth because I didn't really feel like I had a safe space. Exactly. Yeah. And it takes a minute, though. Like, you can't just go into therapy and, and you know, it, it would be hard to tell everybody or somebody everything. But I still kept going back week after week and found myself trying to lie and not make it sound so. And, and you're not helping And that's yourself. how I knew, yeah. like, I could probably talk to my mom or somebody else a little bit a more friend. honestly. Like, I, yeah. I got a homegirl. I'd call her. I would right. purposely go on tangents about stuff. Yeah. And, and just be like, oh, shit, that was only... 10 minutes. Yeah, and I would feel Damn like, it. and then you, I would start to overanalyze, like, okay, I'm about to go in here. I only got 59 minutes. I got to yeah. hear my points, and it's just too much. Yeah, yeah I'm like, bro, I'm timed and everything. And I, for me, it was, I was selling weed at that time, too. And I was like, how can I tell her I'm doing something illegal, but not tell her that I'm doing it? It's not like, it would be like, oh, I'm asking for a friend who sells weed to all these other right. kids. <laughs> you know, I was like, but no, it was me. Like, I'm telling it about me. So it's like, right. it was hard for me to, and then tell her, like who was giving it to me? It was it was such yeah. more to it. So it was like. But you have to find. You had to be able to find a safe space because that all. Those that, were things that were holding. They me come down. together. Yeah. yeah, like you know that stuff's important. So definitely important that if you are seeing a therapist, make sure that it's the right type of therapy for you, and um, they're giving you sustainable tools mm-hmm. that you can continue to use and understand because. If you're able to teach them to somebody else, that means you truly understand the concepts they're teaching you. Yeah. So beware of those things as well. I feel like tools is the biggest uh, thing, too, because I would walk out of therapy sessions going right back to feeling like shit. Yep. Right yeah. back. As soon I'm as I left that door. I'll be like, bro, I'm still fucking hurting. They gave yep. me a little happy pills, and I took them, and they started hurting my stomach, and I was like, nah, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm still hurting. You helping me. You gave me the pills. I asked for them, whatever. That's hurting my stomach. Now I'm back taking, not taking them. I'm hurting again. I'm not getting anywhere because right. it's like... All right, bro. Then I realized if we stay consistent with this, I'm cool with it. I keep yeah. myself busy. I fix myself on my own time. I'm cool. I'm feeling good right now. Good. Definitely. Consistency. Going hiking. I can't. Oh, man. Going outside, man. Getting outside as much as I can helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Projects help for me. But then I think that's another deeper thing. That's the thing that's all I could talk to my therapist about. Is like, why do I always try to find a project? Something, you know, like. I'm not saying who, but they're like, why you always get a project girl? Why you always get a girl that you want to work uh, with? I'm like, bro, fuck. Like, so uh, people ask me that. Not so much like, why do you get a guy that you have to... I always... I like building with each other. Yeah, yeah that's but I, see I, think, I think we... Oh, okay, I'm not going to put this on you, so I'm going to throw it on me. I like to call it building, but I know <laughs> what the hell I'm doing. I am trying to build... Your I'm trying to build match. my perfect world because hey. I don't want to focus on my deficiencies. I 100% agree with you. So I try to blanket it like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna build together. You know we're gonna grind. We're gonna grow. We're gonna be a power couple. That is not what I am doing. I don't want to think about my deficiencies and where I'm not focusing. I'm procrastinating on my own shit. So let me go find somebody that maybe doesn't really know some things I'm expert in. Make me feel better because I'm teaching and helping them, and then they're gonna end up most of the time they end up resenting me because they're like. Stop it. Why are you trying to make me do X, Y, and Z? If I didn't want to do that on my own, why can't you just... And now I'm like, you don't want to build. You don't want... That, this comes with the grind of relationships. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You're trying to... That's what goes back yeah. to what I was saying about wholeness. If I really can concentrate and identify in this season of my life, because 
that's what this is. It's different seasons. You're not always going to be whole in every single season. It's yeah. the constant effort that you put into it. But am I whole in this season to go and meet somebody else who is also whole um, so that you're not doing the fixing? You should never be trying to fix somebody because that's not really love. That no. is a job. And you are ignoring you your own. You get tired of your job. And you, you exactly. Know, you yeah. Love shouldn't it. feel like a job. Yeah. No, it <laughs> it should not it's feel work. Like a job. Okay? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. work. It is work. Yeah, but it work. shouldn't feel like a job. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing that goes back with just in life. You should love what you do. Yes. Think about being a doctor and you're miserable. You're like, man, fuck I'm not trying this. to go to a doctor that's miserable. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to be, they're going to misdiagnose you every time. Yeah. Now, every, nobody's perfect, right? So you might have an off day that happens. But yeah. Truly love taking care of your patients. I don't yeah. want to go to a doctor that's not going to sit there and look at me attentively. And I don't care if I have a little bruise on my knee. You better look at me like I'm telling you that my eye is falling out of my face yeah. and have that concern because that is your job. So everybody should walk into their job, whatever. That I don't care if you mow grass. You you better be, be sure that this is the best grass yes, in all of Sacramento Absolutely. because that's your craft and be proud of it and yeah, rock it should, and yeah, hire exactly. professional photographers to take your pictures. You know why? Because you know how to take care of things. I can't take care of no grass. I'm going to get turf like this. You know what I mean? So definitely have faith in your I field. Want, I was, I was, this is going on a tangent now, but it's like when I was leaving my job, they were like, so you ever going to come back? I was like, no, I hated it here. <laughs> and I was like, I told them, they were like, really? I was like, bro, I told all the customers i don't like coffee i told them that for years how did you expect me to sell you sell you something i didn't like oh how does this taste i don't know i don't try it really you work well yeah i got hired and the manager just told me like it's okay for me not to like anything and then after a while i'm just like bro this is stupid i don't have any passion for this Hmm. and me and nick talk about he's like what was the first thing you would open up it was a coffee shop. coffee shop. I'm like, shit, dude, I'll be there to 100% support you, but I have no passion <laughs> to learn it. And that's okay with me. I think that's a, another big thing is, like, realizing that it's okay not – because people are like, oh, man, dude, you want you're so smart. I'm okay with knowing not – I don't have to learn about something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to learn about coffee. I have no desire to fucking learn about that shit. So it's yeah. like know when it's okay to walk away from something because you're miserable there. And also, yeah, you should love what you do. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying every chance you get you're going to probably love what you're doing. But if you can have an inch of happiness there, that's the biggest thing. I yeah. had zero. And yeah, I was man. like, bro, fuck this shit. Yep. And the relationships, after a while, I'm like, this is work. This sucks. Okay, walk away from it. And then you realize, holy shit. Because that's what happened to me. I realized my attention was there and it was good, but I was doing the fixing part. Mm-hmm. And it became a work. And it became, I'm giving you so much. But they're like, I'm not even asking you to do that. I'm asking yeah. you to do these other things. But I'm like, no, no, no. Listen to what I'm telling yeah. you. I'm giving you everything right here. But they're like, hey, I'm not asking you to do that. I'm like, no, nah, but I'm doing this. Yeah. Why don't you see that I'm giving you all this shit that I'm giving uh-huh. you? I'm really showing you the whole world. But it's like, dude, I just want you to be here for me. I just want you to talk to me and communicate. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. I can't do those things. Yeah. I'm going to give you this. And I kept <laughs> shoving that shit. Right. And I'm like, all right, you're stupid. You're not listening right. to what I'm saying. And then it became so nasty. And that's where right. everything fell but out. But that came from your need to feel validated somewhere yeah. else yeah. rather than... Loving them for where they were and who they are, for sure. Because that's, that's what has happened to me in the past. Not so much recently, but because um, I'm trying to learn how to do that a lot better. But um, for sure, we for sure will be like, no, but but look at this shiny car I can give you. What do you what yeah. do you mean? And then like, they're I can like, help you get these. Yeah, and they're like, like no, like I'm cool. You. Like you know, I don't really I don't really need that. And yeah. You're like, no, but, no, but for real, and it's not enough. And then you turn into like I'm not enough, and the spiral starts, and Absolutely. it's like. Wait a minute. Let me 
Let me give myself that shiny car first. Man, and then you want to yeah. ride in my car, cool, because that's mine. Yeah. And I'm willing to share with you. That's my version of loving you, not trying to force you to get your own or give you mine. Share it. Don't force it. Anything else, Nicholas? You yes. just Damn, all right. Um, so next topic. Um, I remember uh, growing up, you've always been pretty religious. Yes. Um, I have not. Um, I remember we've having conversations where I've told you that I'm not religious. And I was a super hardcore atheist. I hated God at one point. Hated everyone who liked God. For some stupid reason, looking back, I've definitely matured um, in that subject matter. Yeah. But um, when did you have your spiritual awakening? Yeah. Um, I feel like kids our age could use a God. Um, something to follow. Some moral um, standpoint besides just Western culture. Um, I mean, Christianity does have a lot to do with what sets up our Western culture, but sure. uh, just connecting with something bigger than themselves. Yes. Um, so, super corny, before I get into my story. Um, I It's faded now, but I have a tattoo on my foot, and it's a Frank Ocean lyric. It's actually a song title, that. and it says, We All Try. And in that song, he talks about how um, lyrics say, you know, we got to believe in something. You've got to believe in something. Um, and he kind of goes on to say what he believes in and, and why, things like that. So that stuck with me because I am really big on everybody, like you said, needs something. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that is just their reasoning why they get up every day, and it could be um, superficial, it could be money, um, or it could be a deeper purpose. So I, I'm really big on that. Um, going back to you know you being atheist previously and had certain beliefs, um, I understand that too. I not that I believe it, but I um I have a really big heart for trying to understand people and why mm-hmm. they are the way they are and what they believe and why they believe. So, I understood that that was the season you were in, and I don't think um, I ever tried to push anything on you. I just mm-hmm. always shared with you, and that was for you to pick up and take or or not. Um, my spiritual awakening. Maybe like three years ago, but I've always been uh, a believer in Christianity and Jesus Christ and and God. And that started when I was just a little girl. I didn't know any better, obviously. My parents would take me to church, and I'd hear the stories and the Bible and the things. By any means, I don't know the Bible front to back. I can't give you—I can't pull out the verses. I can't use them against you, and I never will. Um, But the older I got, my parents started to give me choice. We would go to church. We didn't always go, but— I wanted to go to Bible study. I wanted to be singing in the choir. I like to sing, so. Um, Bible study is where I figured out my religious aspect. Yeah, that's and where I was sitting there, and I was like, "I'm about to decipher this whole motherfucking book." And y'all keep shoving this shit down me. I'm gonna figure this out. I'm right. Gonna, I'm gonna go to Bible study, and that then it gives me a better reason why I believe in what I believe in. Yeah, and I think for me, it took me a while to decide that on my own. But actually, um, no shame and transparency. I had a really hard breakup. And in that breakup, I truly felt, um, because he was an atheist, and he didn't believe, and I, I'll never forget, um, I started to not believe. And this was a first for me ever in my life. And I was at boot camp, military boot camp, and we would go to church just to get out of the dorms mm-hmm. on Sundays, so I would just go. And I was in the Protestant church, and I remember deliberately sitting there, looking up at the ceiling and thinking, this is stupid. There's no God. We all look dumb. And this is a waste of my day, but I'd rather be here than folding clothes. Something happened during that time in boot camp 
in my spirit. And um, there's something called a dorm chief in Air Force boot camp, and it's basically yeah. the person that's in charge of everybody in the flight. And I remember I used my last prayer, and I laid in the bed, and I, it was the first week there. And I prayed, and I said, God, if you're real, you will make me the dorm chief, and you will show me the leadership skills you've given me that I believed I've had all these years, and I, I'll, I'll show out and, and live out my purpose. I was never fired once from being dorm chief. I was dorm chief all eight weeks. I ran that flight. I was in charge of 50 girls, and everybody got along, and everybody fell in line, and every, I did it with respect. So on the last week of boot camp when I was at church, I knew that was God showing me my capabilities, leading me in the gifts that he'd given me and empowered me with, allowing me to have choice and use them how I saw fit. Um, I was never fired from that job in boot camp. And um, I like completely fell to my knees and, and decided that that was the moment for me. And when I got home, I still had that same boyfriend. We ended up splitting up, but I felt in my spirit like I need to be single. And I don't know what this is. But I deliberately told him before we broke up. I was like, if we broke up, I'd be single for a really long time. I didn't know what that was that was telling me that, but I now refer to it as God and the Holy Spirit telling me, like, um, you're going to get ready to go on a journey, and you're going to need no distractions, and this is what this season is, of your life is going to be, so just trust me and go with it. And that's when my spiritual journey really started. I started going that's to church. Crazy. That's crazy. You know what? I broke up with my ex, and I, for so long I was praying about it. I was like, do I just break up with her? Because I feel like it was in my gut. I was like, dude. I was like, this is something's going to hold me back. Fucking sure enough, I break up, I move out, I get a podcast, I get a magazine, yeah. I get to do this, yeah. I'm happier, yeah. like this and this. And now it's like, and that's not to say like everything was so shitty. I don't want to make it seem like that. I was happy at a, a yeah. point in time, but it felt like there was something for me. So I was raised Christian. My yeah. mom's a pastor now. I'm not saying I'm Christian. That's just out of respect for myself and out of respect for every other Christian. I don't sound like a Christian. I don't do any of those things. Absolutely. So I'm not going to say, hey. I would completely agree with that <clears throat> for myself as well. So when I'm, like, praying, I was like, fuck, bro. I, I like, I really want to get out of this. Please show me a sign. And God was just like, just man the fuck up. Yeah. And was like, okay. And I did it. And I did it. And I now I feel like I'm comfortable. Yeah. yeah, there's doubts in my fucking head. Like, wait, maybe I could have figured things out. But, nah, I think the happiness that I have now. I figure like that's my that was my spiritual journey after getting out of it and after finally seeing like my full on potential being alone. Yeah, and that was like the biggest deal was like holy shit, because now like, I mean the podcast isn't like the world's biggest thing yet, but it's like holy shit, Peter, you did not that bad for yourself. You're not smoking weed anymore. You're not numbing yourself every chance you get. Like you're doing okay, dude. And I have to sit back and go. Man, I just give another but props yeah. to like the higher power because that's tight to yeah. be like I'm officially aware of now. Then you can now go into your own like doing your own things, getting into yeah. that relationship. Now you can be like, now I know fully. That's kind of like the wholeness you're talking about. Like yes. I fully am aware of of me just now. Right, and I think too for me it was kind of it was similar in the way that um, I wanted to. I, I needed signs to get out mm-hmm. and. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, Yeah. we can get into signs and asking and and red flags. But um, God put me in a position and time and time again has put me in positions to where I had no choice. I was in the most, I don't know if you ever heard this, but people will say God will make you so uncomfortable just to move you. Yeah. And that is exactly what's happened every time I've had to get up and move a, a job, situation, relationship, whatever. So same thing for me. I felt so uncomfortable. I had no choice 
but to leave this relationship had no choice. So I had to go and on my own journey, I started taking care of myself. I started mm-hmm. going to church on my own. My, my family didn't go. I started to, um, I decided to take a season off of drinking and, um, not having sex. I decided to be celibate and making decisions for myself because I wanted to see, I had practiced everything else. Let me see what this offers me. And not only did it offer me more self-discipline, more self-love, but I became an outlet or not maybe an outlet, but a resource that's a much better way to put it. A resource for friends that were curious about yeah. about the spiritual journey I was on. That to me was so motivating to keep going, keep learning. Because like we going back to people need to believe in something. I've had friends literally call me and be like, Lisey, I need you to pray for me because cause God listens to you. And to me, I'm like, girl, what do you mean? You, you, don't, you, can, you can pray right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But to know that I was put in their lives so that I can walk on this journey, like you said earlier, so that people can learn something or, or use you as a resource. Um, it meant a lot. And it only solidified that prayer I had so long ago as far as to being a leader and to sharing my experiences. And that's why um, my spiritual and religious beliefs are so important to me. Um, just like you, though, I wouldn't say that I'm a perfect Christian and I wouldn't really even identify. I hate to say this because I have a lot of Christian friends and they're like, girl, you're straddling the fence, meaning you're living half in the world and half in the in the higher power in the religious world and um but what's wrong that's okay. yeah, yeah exactly. and i, I feel yeah. like for for me um i have a relationship with god yeah and that's all that matters i typically do lean towards more of christian beliefs but that's how, because that's how i was raised yeah um but i am okay with where i'm at and i'm okay with my relationship with god and if i've learned anything um it is not about being perfect it's about progressing and I had a pastor uh, that I watch online, um, Michael Todd with Transformation Church. And he's a Christian pastor, mm-hmm. pastor, but he's very relatable and very much uh, with the youth uh, and definitely with this generation. And that's something that he always says, that it is uh, progression over perfection. You don't need to be perfect to, to be a spiritual being or to be a religious yeah. a religious uh, being. You just need to practice and continue to not give up on yourself and don't give up on God. And Shout out Martin Luther. And absolutely and um and keep going and um i think it's all about like well balance and also just being a pure person yeah i don't need that's why i'm like i don't need like some people oh you gotta go to church and i understand that with my mom's like bro i tell her all the time like i don't think i find myself in church i don't really find anything but a couple tweets i can send on sunday and let other people get some inspiration behind it but other than that like this is my church this is this is where Mm. i come i can fully let everything out but then when i need some like guidance i go pray for that yeah and i think at the end of the day no one's going to be able to tell me but when i come to the judgment day and then be like oh i could have fixed that all right well that's it but i'm okay with now like i have my communication i always say bro i talk to god in public yeah on the norm my fucking anything i do yeah should i be here how do i feel okay this is right is i'm doing everything correct such as such uh we have Hey guys, it's Jamie. Sorry, we ran out of batteries, so uh, it kind of cut out a little bit, but uh, back to it. And we're recording again, just like that. So, we, we got cut off. We still have not that much battery, but we got cut off, and we were talking about uh, basically just like spiritual journey and figuring things out. My goodness. And, um, yeah, just talking to my mom, listening to her, 
the pastor. She's married to another pastor, so I get the both. Yeah. But then, like, I have the iron. Like, it's me. Like, it's the iron fist. But my dad is. Um, my dad's my dad, and he didn't raise us like that. Like, yeah. so it's like I had a balance. So my mom was my mom was kind of like first figuring out what Christianity was to her. So when she first fi- like figured that shit out, it was down our throat. And then after a while, she figured out, like, she had her own balance, but still to me wasn't good enough. And then I kind of listened to what my dad had to say. And then I started figuring out and doing my own research. There was times where, yeah, atheists. I learned what what Satanists believed in and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I got really into just finding out what every religion, like, like, was into. And then I figured out it's not about the religion. It's about the person. Mm -hmm. It's about their own connection to what they believe in. And And that's big to me. some people have those boundaries and those rules, and they stick to them. And I think, truly, I think that's beautiful Mm -hmm. because I truly believe in discipline. Um, And so if you declare yourself a Christian or if you say you're Catholic or whatever it is that you believe and you're going to stick to the script, I think that's wonderful. Um, I think, though, for me personally, um, my parents were not the parents that made us pray over our meals mm-hmm. unless it was a big meal but i pray over every single one of my meals um my last boyfriend and i that was a deci- decision he and i actually did together which was nice to share that with somebody um so for me going forward my own decision is i want to share somebody that shares equal beliefs yeah um, because i i believe in iron sharpens iron um but going back to do you have to go to church to you know practice and, and be fully in and considered mm-hmm. you know whatever your religious belief is um I've come to my own conclusion that that's not true. And I've heard from one of the pastors I follow once. He said, um, you might be the only church some people see. So get out of the church. And he wasn't saying don't go to church or don't follow pastors, bishops, whomever. Um, But they're just messengers. You have to decide Mm -hmm. and create your relationship with God. Or for some people, they call it their higher power. Whatever you may call it. I call it God. But... Um, I truly believe in that, and I and I think that that is beautiful if you can find your own way. I have my own opinions. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life and what That's I believe totally is right, okay. but I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody else they're wrong. What I am going to do is make myself That's available. That's all you have to do, people. Yes. You don't just keep it to yourself and appreciate everyone's beliefs for what they believe yes. in. Yes, and That's, make yourself totally available fine. to have the conversation because you never know when somebody might decide to turn to God because of a simple conversation they exactly. had with you. Absolutely. I have to warn you guys again. This thing is sucking up battery like <laughs> no tomorrow. So no, we can uh, we can we can wrap it up. Or if there's any more topics you want to get to, just knock these motherfuckers out, bro. We it's not even showing no green anymore. Is what I'm trying to say. It's just <laughs> it's just battery <laughs> empty. Rolling. Hey man, yeah. I think I think we're good. I think that was I think that was solid. I do want to get to one last thing though. Sure. Um, I cannot wait to listen to your podcast. Thank you. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, I feel like right now you already took so many people. I mean, I, yeah. not even take. I hope that you guys listen to this because I'm more than interested in what you do. Exactly. This is now a new podcast I can listen to. Thank exactly. you. I'm so excited because I think it's just very thorough, very, uh, very thorough, very thought out, like, conversations. And that's really what's, like, to me, much needed. And yeah. this is perfect. Yeah. I couldn't ask for anything else. I feel like this whole podcast, I didn't say anything that I didn't know about. So. I'm happy with it. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I, I don't have to look sometimes. back. I don't have to look back and go, oh, Pierre, you sound stupid. You know, yeah. like, I feel like this was just us being whole and we're just being human. We're just talking. Yeah. And now somebody's going to be able to listen to us and like, hopefully get something out of it. So yeah. when is it starting? 
So I have a goal for myself. Um, I'm going to give myself a month to educate myself as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but I'm not holding myself to that limitation um, of a month if it doesn't happen because I am somebody who doesn't like to put out a Don't good product. Perfection. Yeah, yep. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put out something that's not whole. But um, I do have a name, so um, it is going to be called a Peace for You podcast. Um, peace being spelled P-E-A-C-E. Um, so going back to us sharing things, but being the play on words, peace, but peace as in let's let's have some peace in our lives and and uh some humility um and about being still so definitely similar to you guys probably going to steer away from the politics being in the military i have my own opinions and i'm allowed to but very tread very carefully on how we share it yeah uh so out of respect for my career that i love very much um we're going to stay away from that but definitely talking about um life in the world that we live in love is going to be a big topic um self-image um, a lot of relationships though, a lot of relationship things, um, but also goals and identifying yourself. And- ah, fuck. We ran out of batteries again. That last rotation. All right. Yeah, you can go ahead. All right. So, uh, yeah. So just about life and love and, um, going through, going through your twenties is something that I am currently going through. So I'm excited to share that. So, um, be on the lookout, but Mostly, um, I want to say thank you guys for having me. This has been the most beautiful experience I've had all week, and I appreciate Likewise, you guys. Yo. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to, to collaborate more. I, I pray that we do, and I pray I'm that we look back at this down. at this episode soon, and maybe not soon, but in a few years, and, and giggle because we're going to grow so much, and um, <laughs> we we're going to learn so much more. That. So that's, it's really a big deal. I can't wait to look back and cringe at myself. No, I'm, absolutely. For sure. So um, thank you guys. Seriously, <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I'm going fuck. Hopefully, I didn't say anything horrible. I'm not saying, <laughs> yeah. praying for everyone that is affected by the fires. Absolutely. Um, I hope you guys get out of this. California's on fire. Global warming is real. Let's fix this shit. Vote. Get the fuck out there. Start doing shit. Yes. What I'm saying is that Mother Nature is catching up, and we need to start doing something. Uh, support local farmers. Thank your person who i don't know what you would call them. Uh, like field workers. Hey, yeah. like those really those people matter, man. Yeah, they do. But we want to. We really want to put pressure on the things that matter more and fuck the celebrities out of the whole thing dude i don't give a fuck about being a celebrity but really thank the people that's around you and inspiring you yeah that the are actually people helping that are you. close yep i'm not saying being a celebrity is a horrible thing but i'm saying that you should appreciate the ones that are physically there that really care about you thank your fucking local inspiration bro absolutely that's all i'm saying sure show and up for your community love your people take care of each other yeah last thing but not least don't fucking sleep, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys.